I just want to start by putting one up in the air for all my fellow AT&Ters. Oh. Who had a real struggle. Bring it down. That's not me. Real struggle with the service. Just like an NBA ref at the All-Star game, you ain't getting no calls. (laughs) Y'all got that sales service, man? Does anybody have Wi-Fi? Y'all got that sales service? Password? You said that you damn near ran your car off the road from your home to the 15-minute drive here at ESPN's headquarters because you felt that disconnected from the world, L. Welcome Welcome to the L. Duncan Show with Gary Streisky. This is, um, it, it was a tough day for those of us that have that service. Yep. Uh, I woke up and um, I do have Wi-Fi at my home, obviously. And I all of a sudden, just to show you how I spend my mornings, yep. a cup of coffee, yep. little egg whites, the shade room. And I started seeing people that were like, it's been four hours. At first, I thought I didn't pay my bill. But now I realize I just don't have service. And so we're back. We got service now. But I got to tell you, that 25 minutes, not 15. Oh, my bad. 25-minute ride to ESPN headquarters, I felt lonely. I felt disconnected. I felt like, what if the world is ending right now? And I'm just do, 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 do. That'd be listen, awesome. Listen to a downloaded Spotify playlist. I don't even know. You wouldn't want to know that impending peril and doom is coming your way, barreling down I-84 traffic at 75 miles per hour. You wouldn't want to know that. Yes, I would. If I was going out in that sense, I'd want to be at peace. I'd want to be in my silence. I'd want to be listening to AM radio. Yeah. All right, L. You listen. Did you to think AM we were radio? under attack? Yeah. Did you think that we were under a I'm cyber attack? I'm not gonna attack? lie. There was a couple of times my husband was like, "It's them damn Russians." <laughs> Here we go again. I got nothing. <laughs> I got. Nothing. I don't know if we're allowed to wade into those waters, but Omar's allowed to for sure. <laughs> sure, we can just blame it on him. Uh, hey, welcome to the show. Guys, we back. Okay. We are in this bit. And by back, I mean the NBA. So the one hand, mm. LeBron James lobbied, fought, used his cachet and his good name yep. to get a full week off for these guys. These guys need a week of oh, all-star yeah. break. All right? Because let's just remember that if you play in the all-star game, you don't get a proper, you get like a day or two off. That's yeah, not man. fair. You don't get to can, you don't get to hit the Riviera Maya. Crazy. If you have to be in the all-star game. Now, the downside to that, of course, is that those in the media, in the same way we were itching for cell service, they were like, we need something to talk about, shout A. I got that content. Because if not, we're going to have to start talking about one another. And that also happened. When in doubt, break glass in case of emergency, we'll go Cowboys. (laughs) Yeah, facts, dude. But what about the Cowboys? So, What has Notre Dame done, really? (laughs) The Ohio State. Yeah. We're going to, as the NBA season tips back off, Thursday night, yep. action, second half on the way. So many storylines. So we're gonna we're gonna put on our best fortune teller yes. costumes in our mind. And we're gonna try and predict uh-huh. some of the storylines that you're gonna see in the second half of the I NBA feel all season. All of a sudden at home with that chime. When you think of a fortune teller, who do you think of, by the way? When I think of a fortune teller? Yeah. Somebody with a glass crystal ball okay you don't have like a perfect because i immediately go to miss cleo i know but then there was like that was like problematic for whatever reason well she was fake and she wasn't actually fortune telling but i don't think that was the problematic issue that people decided to have can i tell you a real quick story just as we go on an add tour so i was in new orleans for uh the national championship clemson lsu and we were doing a bit on bourbon street 
And uh, one of the bits were meeting with a fortune teller, sitting with a woman with a crystal ball, and she would like predict NBA champion, MVP, awards, whatever. And then a couple of things for personal sake. So it was me and Perk. And I walk into the room and I didn't know how to approach her because, of course, she's like uh, a soothsayer. There you go. Mm-hmm. She could cast a spell up. Yeah, dark arts. I don't know what they. I don't know what they're capable of. And she was wiping her crystal ball, and you know me, breaking the ice. I was like, "Oh, does that thing get? Does that thing get dirty often?" She was like, "Oh, no, the kids were just playing with it." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Like, are your kids here?" And she was like, "No, no, no. The kids on the inside of the ball." Okay. Yeah. No, that's so. And that. Reject. And that. But no. But then I was like, okay, I understand. There's got to be some power to this sphere, to this orb. There's got to be some reason why this ball has powers. And I ended up liking what she said because she said I was going to live until I'm 93. There you go. So I, got some, I got some runway left, L, um, unlike the NBA, just 27 regular season games to go. But I, I, that caught me off guard. She was like, yeah, the kids who are trapped in the ball. Yeah, I hate <laughs> to tell you that she got that on Amazon. Um, <laughs> so let's like think about some things that we're going to – we're going to use our fake crystal ball here. We're just going to okay. rub the air, yep. which looks very... If you're watching this on mute, anyone that's at a bar right now consuming ESPN2 is going to go, why are they caressing the air? It's yeah. not... Yeah, it's just a ball. Yeah. We're just. This isn't making any sense for people on audio. We're just petting ourselves. Oh. Um, yeah. I'm going to predict okay. that no matter how bad they are, we're going to spend hours talking about, but what about LeBron and the Lakers? As if there were any doubt, L. I mean, all they need to do is be in the stadium, so to speak, of the play, not off picture, the play in picture, to which they occupy that number 10 spot. Mm-hmm. All right, and with 27 games to go, all we're going to focus on, especially coming off of the heels of LeBron saying, I don't know how much time I have left. Oh, my goodbye tour. I don't know if I want all this attention. Oh, I don't know how many championships I have left in me. Of course, the time is running out. So every single game for the rest of this season, we're going to talk about is AD the running mate. LeBron gave him basically the baton to say you are the face of the franchise anyway. Of course, we're going to be beating that drum the rest of the season. So the Lakers did win six of their last seven games and 11 of their last 16 before the All-Star break. So, of course, the question is always, did the All-Star break kill any potential momentum? Here's something that I'm also going to put on my Miss Cleo. Call me now. Rub my ball. (laughs) I I feel like that stuff you can say, but I can't. I think that Giannis Antetokounmpo very, very soon is going to backtrack on these comments. I just, in general, do not watch basketball. So stats, highlights, how people play, I have no idea. And I I love it, you know? I love it when I go to the game. I have no idea who I'm playing and what they do. <laughs> Makes it harder. Cap! Now, when you say backtrack, do you just mean add some detail to that? Like, no, 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 no. Yes, I watch film. No, 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 no. I'm not tuning in to TNT and ESPN Wednesday night tip-off. Wednesday night basketball, rather. What Giannis just said Uh indicated that when he shows up every day, he's like, what was this Russell Westbrook about? Yeah. You play for the Clippers now, bro? (laughs) What? Nah, get out. Well, I can't wait to see what you got. Yeah, that's crazy. You coming off the bench, bro? That's crazy. That's crazy. This man is one of the best defenders in the NBA. They are forced to watch film study. Watch film. It's a thing that they have to watch. So this idea that he just likes to like show up and see what they got, cap. No, there's so much believability in what he said. 
Do I think that he bypasses the required film study of the team? Absolutely not. But do I think that Giannis is spending off nights or Saturday matinees watching whoever might be playing those particular games? No. In the same way, do you watch every program that's on ESPN? No, not even close. And that's I'm okay with that part. Where he took it too far and where I think he's going to have to give some backtrack a little bit and give some more context is the idea that at the very end he says, I don't know who I'm playing. I don't even know who I'm playing. I just like to see what it is when I get there. That is not true. It's totally, and at this point, Giannis, you've been in the league long enough. You done played all these dudes before. You already played them. Yeah. In some cases, eight, nine times a year. You don't even need to watch the film about that. Also, I love sort of like the, the level and the, the air of suspense that that could potentially hold. He's just like, I'm going to pull up to Pfizer form today. and We'll see. <laughs> going to roll the ball out. And we'll see. All right. Um, you want to make another prediction? Do you want to? Here we go. Um, hmm. Which one are we going with? Recapping January 23rd? Okay. Here's one. Yeah. Wait, you give me one. Mm-hmm. I think... That Doc Rivers oh, there it is. is going to find at least seven to eight more excuses for why his team is waffling. And you know what? I think Giannis just gave him one. What yeah. am I supposed to do? My star player don't even watch film. His star players are being like, Doc, we don't know why you're here. And then his former players, his key role players are like, Doc, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you taking over a team? He's like, I, I, told, him, I told him not to hire me. I mean, you didn't have... To take the job. Yeah. I mean, you had that cush job with Breen and Doris. You were chilling. You were arena to arena. No pressure, no stakes. You were just calling the games. A couple trips to the Chuckle Hut every night, having fun, making jokes. But then all of a sudden, you want to accept the job in one of the most pressure-packed franchise environments. You not just hired, fired a coach not, that was winning. And not necessarily a, a market. It's not New York. It's not L.A. It's not those pressure-packed cities but it's a pressure packed franchise cuz you have a top 3 player in the league who is two every, top 3 players you've got Dame Lillard too every single year Giannis is like I need more support otherwise I don't know why I'm here even though he just signed the max extension and whatnot just to recap since January 23rd yeah. the Bucks have fired their head coach Adrian Griffin replaced him with Doc Rivers who as you just said doesn't know why they hired him they're 3 and 7 Damian Lillard this is all since January 23rd Suggested that he'd rather play with Bam Adebayo That's than crazy. Giannis. And then, of course, Andrew DeCupo says he doesn't watch basketball. And because he doesn't want any parts of this, has now hot potatoed the team to Damian Lillard <laughs> saying, this is Damian Lillard's team now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Pause. So when I read the initial headline that Damian Lillard chose Bam Adebayo instead of Giannis, I was like, That's Cap. That's one of the, you know, fake Twitter accounts that just throw that out there to see if anybody latches on. And then I saw the video and I was like, oh, oh, okay. So unless this is like an AI generated Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard really said that. And I, I do want to add just a little sliver of, of the other side. He didn't say, I would rather play with Bam Adebayo over Giannis Antetokounmpo. Sure. Some kid on social was like, give me your dream top five. And he was like, Steph, KD, LeBron, myself, Bam Adebayo. Mm-hmm. And there was no follow-up from the kid. Right. And then just totally, yeah. Which, uh, you know, kid, if yes. you're listening, kid, yes. a great follow that would have been like, what about the guy literally that yeah. you share a team with? Yeah, yeah, That guy doesn't land in the top five for you? Instead, the kid, as any Gen, Gen Zer would on TikTok, just responds with, that's valid, that's valid. 
that's valid. That's what's up. That's valid. No, that's, that's what's, what's up. up. That's yeah. what's up. That's valid. Yeah, you got the riz. Like that. <laughs> that's a dub. No, that's a dub take. That's a dub take. <laughs> Speaking of a dub take, I love the sort of back and forth with Katie. I have had such a journey with Kevin Durant. Yes. I was on team Kevin Durant. I felt like people calling him a cupcake or names because he chose to go and join an organization that he knew were poised to win another championship. Some say, oh, it's a soft move, right? You join the team that beat you the year before. Why would you do that? Don't do that. Da, 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 da. I was pro Kevin Durant in that situation. What, he's just supposed to just, he's just supposed to, because you want him to just sacrifice the idea of winning a championship yeah. and like do, do the right thing and do the more. No, like chase the rings. That's what you're supposed to do. I was right. with that. Through the years, he's shown some level of sensitivity to me that's like a little bit annoying. It's like you you claim that you don't care, but mm. man, you're all over Twitter, picking fights with people, always upset, always having to defend yourself. I will say this, though. Katie, back in my good graces, oh, after a little bit of a back and forth, it, okay. of course, started with Charles Barkley. Yep. Do we have that sound of Charles Barkley? To me, it's got to be Booker. He's got to be your, your mental leader and your vocal leader to a certain degree. No disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. I'm not as charismatic as my peers. I don't have a personality that's like fit for TV like my peers. And a lot of those stories of what we talk about don't get spoken about in the media. And that's just really what it is. It's like you got to sell what you're doing as well. And I haven't sold it enough, you know, and I feel like I don't I mean, I don't. I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel like I want people to call me a leader, but I also don't want people to say I'm not one either. Okay, that was a little bit of a word so salad. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what's our option? Don't call me a leader. Don't tell me I'm not a leader. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I will say: Charles Barkley and Katie have had a thing for a yeah. long time, and you know Charles accused him on the All Star broadcast of not being a leader. I actually appreciate what Kevin Durant said there as he yeah. was speaking to the boardroom, something that he owns. He had a nice sit down where he talked about himself and his career. And I think he's right. I think that he is a little bit of a stoic face. He doesn't have the riz, as the sure. kids might say, as some others. He's no Steph Curry. You're not going to put him on holy moly and watch him go. That's not his thing. And he is right in that he doesn't sell that he's happy enough to people and that makes people believe that he's always aggrieved, that he's a bad teammate, that he's not there for his team, that he's not likable. And I think what he finally did was just explain, this is my personality, man, and I'm, I guess I'm not, you know, kikiing enough for you. No. You know, there's not enough shots of me, like, doing cool things in the locker room with my friends, but his response to Chuck was, you're not here. You're not in the gym with me. You don't come to these games. No. You have no idea what my interactions are within um, this organization. And so it's unfair because you don't like my personality to make that a direct connection to my leadership ability. And I think that it's it's indicative of we've never heard, or at least I, it doesn't come to mind, we've never heard of an instance where any of his teammates ever disliked Kevin Durant. I don't mm -hmm. think. Of course, he had no. a little bit of a tiff with Russell Westbrook when they separated from each other in Oklahoma City. But I think at that point, it was just alpha of the team going up against alpha of the team. It was MVP versus MVP in that situation. But I don't think there's ever been a situation where he's been in a locker room and we start hearing the whispers of, 
oh, people don't like playing with Kevin Durant. We don't rock with Kevin Durant. I don't find any issue with him admitting that he's not a leader because he's been in the public eye since he's been a teenager, right? And nobody had it figured out in their 20s. Everybody heard the outside noise and maybe thought to themselves, okay, well, maybe this is how I should be acting. But he sort of, as he sort of matures as not just a basketball player, but as like a grown man in his mid-30s now, he is just realizing and comfortable with, okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to be that rah-rah guy that people expected of me half a dozen years ago, five years ago. And now it seems like he is just content with where he's at. And I kind of reject this, this, uh, this notion that he has to be a leader. Not everybody is a general in the army, but you could be a damn good sergeant or a damn good lieutenant. Sure. People just assume that if you're making that much money, if you're an MVP, if you're a former champion and a former, you know, finals MVP, that you've got to sort of carry the pole. But I'll say this for the interest of this show, let's just say he's not a great leader. Mm -hmm. This is not a call out, Katie. This is a call up. So we would just want to give you some examples of who we think exhibit incredible leadership, people that you can take from. And I personally think (laughs) That the shift manager yes. at the Chick-fil-A exhibits the best kind of leadership. Gary, in most cases, they're dealing with two drive-throughs, yes. all right? Yes. The walk-ins, yes. the carry-out option, mm-hmm. the in-room dining option, also the idea that you can get curbside. They're doing all of that mm-hmm. to perfect execution, and they are which I think is the most impressive thing, getting teenagers in the midst of all that chaos, children, teenagers, to say, my pleasure. Yes, Every single time. And that, my friends, is the kind of leadership that we all need. This is not hyperbole. I'm not saying this to get a reaction. This is not an over-exaggeration on my part. I'm not kidding. And I, I think I've tweeted this before. I think because we'll never mandate military service in this country, even though I think we should, I think every teenager, every high schooler should have to work If you don't want to work at Chick-fil-A, okay, fine, but have to work a customer service job. And Chick-fil-A is the first one Mm -hmm. that comes to mind. Yeah. Because attention to detail. Oh, yeah. All right. um, Just having having, uh, general manners Mm -hmm. is what you get at Chick-fil-A. Yes. So you are great leaders, those of you that work the Chick-fil-A managing shift. Um, I have one more for you. Yes, please. I think someone that's exhibited incredible leadership is the person who come up with that stupid ass rule that you can't wear white after Labor Day. I mean, You're think sending about mixed that, messages. Gary. Is this a good leader or think, a bad leader? No, it's a. <laughs> think about that, Gary. Yeah. One person came up with an arbitrary rule mm-hmm. out of nowhere and got an entire nation to mm-hmm. abandon a color in their wardrobe because they said. Once the calendar day turns, it's over. That's incredible leadership. After Labor Day. Yeah. After Labor Day. No more white. White pants literally yesterday. I said, that's dangerous. That's what I'm saying. So You don't even know where that came from. And you've just adopted it. And that is incredible leadership. I just feel like sort of how I adopt the I only listen to country music between May and September. That rule seems like it makes sense. Like yeah. white pants just seems like a summery into fall thing and then outside of winter. So whoever that leader was, I commend them. There's something called winter white. Do you have one very quickly before we get to the break? I do. Old guys who eat fruit with a knife. You're just always going to pay attention to that. It's impressive. You're going to lead. You're going to follow them. Yeah, they do the sliver. And then, then when they eat the like apple slice off the knife, it's yeah. very dangerous. I want to talk to you, son. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm all ears. It's very sexy. I got a couple more, but I guess we got to go. Did we you do. say it's very sexy? It's kind of sexy. Watch out. You're man. flirting with danger, baby. Watch out. I like just that. Just random people in the airport going to be like, Ale. Ale. Look. <laughs> Those are my Instagrams are going to look a lot different. Oh, yeah, that's true. Those videos are about to go crazy. Coming up in a nod to Monday's episode, 
where we exhibited just some textbook get off my lawn behavior. Yes. We're going to bring you a few big names who are feeling the same way. I'm too old for this is still ahead on the old Duncan show. Yeah. Elle was feeling some type of way Monday. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The L. Duncan Show is everywhere. Every Monday and Thursday on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Every Friday on ESPN2 from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. Tell somebody about it. We like to have a good time, man. And if you do, too, then you're all right with us. If you ride with us, we ride with you. That's right. All right, so if you watched the All-Star Game and you said, what is a Kai Sanat? Then this... That's crazy. Then this segment is for you. This is just where we just basically just commiserate. We let a whole bunch of old dudes just yeah. bitch and complain because that's what we do here on the L. Duncan Show. Starting with a colleague of ours who literally... Why can't we start oh. anything on time in the See? NBA? Why can't we? I'm going to sound like an old person here. If it says 8 o'clock, I, I don't want it to tip off at 8.42. I've already told my kids they can watch the first quarter. It's a Sunday night. Guess what? They've stayed up late like four straight nights because nothing starts on time in the NBA. And it's driving me crazy. And I work for a broadcast partner. Can we please just start things on time in the NBA? It's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. Okay, for our audio audience, if you don't recognize the voice, that is J.J. Reddick, who has a podcast called The Old Man and the That's Three. Right. So he quite literally is calling himself an old man, and he's just bitching and complaining. Say what you mean and mean what you say. If you say 8 o'clock, you better tip it 8 o'clock. But because he works in TV now, L, everybody knows that if it's an 8 o'clock Eastern start time uh -huh. that's just when the pre-tip show starts sure. and then you have your 8 15 or your 8 12 or your 8 17 but he should know that yeah i mean listen we are in the business nothing nothing isn't timed down to the absolute millisecond so these games that are scheduled at eight they're not tipping off at 8 42 he's just getting his times wrong. he's a little bit he's a little bit miffed yeah but jj should know that He's working in that New York office, man. Somebody should tell him, like, JJ, you know that means, like, it's just the, hey, Mike Breen's going to welcome us into the broadcast. We're going to tee up for the game, go to commercial, and then come back. Yeah, he's also exaggerating. It's also not, it's, if the game says it's starting at 8, usually tip is 8.07. I mean, saying. we do this. It's not, it's not 8.45. Unless you're talking about NBA countdown starts at 8, of which you're on, and then the game starts at 8.30, at which point the game is going to tip at 8.41. But I guess you would be able to answer this better than me, are, like, 
parent minutes similar to dog minutes like one minute feels like seven absolutely when you're trying to put when kids you're down. trying to get your kid to go to bed i mean yesterday i was playing a video game with my kid and i kept throwing it like i kept trying to purposely lose so that we could wrap it up and go to bed yeah. you know and so i think that's probably where he's at he's like every minute counts i got to get these dudes down but alas i'm with him also kind of in that vein if it says it starts at 9.30, I'm automatically out. Bye. I'm so sorry. Pack 12 I'm going to see you in the morning. Um, you've got another one. You've got another old man just standing on his pulpit getting angry. You inspired a nation after Monday's podcast because everybody was like, you know what? I got free reign then to just get stuff off my chest. Sure. Dennis Gates, you're up next. Big picture of it all was our inability. We got to do a better job. We got to do a better job drawing fouls. I think we suck at it. We're f terrible we're terrible at drawing fouls and we got to do a better job now who is dennis gates head basketball coach of missouri okay. tigers basketball uh-huh um after yet another loss um and he went on to say make sure y'all put that in there don't censor it don't bleep it out yeah for the sake of our job mm -hmm. we have to sure it, it starts with f and rhymes with truck ducking you know yeah. your phone always thinks it's ducking exactly like what are we doing we're trucking um just want to because this is a new it's a news and information program. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Gates' team sucks at more than just drawing fouls. Okay. They also just suck. <laughs> like at basketball. 0-3 in conference play. Okay. 13. 8 and 18 um, on the season. Okay. Joe Lenardi, they were the first one out. Yeah. Like start of the basketball season, they were out. He was already out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Joe I don't Lenardi need my like, nope, We're all set. Are they gonna get an invite to the not invited tournament? No. Also not that either. Just Foul, fouling, drawing fouls, that's, that's an area of contention for them. And also the rest of the basketball is also that. <laughs> He's going to be so disappointed that we had to bleep him out. But that's I true. think we made sure everyone at home knows how you felt. Correct. Speaking of knowing how you feel, uh, Rick Pitino is in his first season yes. at St. John's. And following his eighth loss in the last 10 games, and in a game where his team blew a 19-point lead, Rick Pitino lamented. And by lamented, I mean he just threw Everybody under the bus. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. I think they're very respectful. They hear, but they don't listen. It's taken me a month to get them to throw bounce passes. Actually, oh two months to throw bounce passes. Even the Celtics, when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had. <laughs> since I've been coaching. You have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not oh. St. John's, it's my team. Oh. My favorite part is that after that he goes, listen, I don't want to say anything that I would regret. Oh, so you wouldn't just wipe out that whole entire little, uh, little diatribe that you went off with there, coach. He was very upset with his team, and here's my thing. Yeah is that people are going to, there's going to be a function of the population that's like, I, I, you know what? Tough love for his kids, you know? We got to, we, that's what he needs to do. He's a, the famous Rick Pitino. He knows basketball. He wants to get the best out of him. This is calling him to the mat. This is a come to Jesus meeting. This is the same that Deion Sanders did when he went to Colorado and everybody said that he doesn't know college football. You don't do that. You're a horrible person. You're not a leader of men. When essentially Deion did the same thing. He walked up into Colorado and he said, y'all is trash. You're not good. Please go get in the portal. No, thank you. Y'all can leave. Y'all can leave. At least he did that upon his first assessment. Rick Pitino's doing this while they're in season. Can I ask you a question that I think is starting to become more 
more valid and more pertinent with this generation of collegiate athlete? How old is too old to actually be able to make a connection to your team? Rick Pitino's 72. Mm -hmm. These kids are 18 and they're the internet era kids, 18, 19, 20. That's a 52 year disconnect difference. These are kids who weren't allowed to get yelled at growing up, middle school, high school, now into college. They're not used to that. They're used to like safe spaces and things of that nature. There's a disconnect. Yeah. And that's why we start seeing coaches, Gerard Mayos and D'Amico Ryans, 35, 36, 37. And those are the now new leaders of men. See, but I think that there is a space to be able to, like we talk about this on the women's side with Tara Vanderveer, who yes. literally started coaching before when Jimmy Carter was president, sure. before you were born, and is now in her, you know, her players' TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. Players that, like Coach Cal, who's been doing this for a long time, players that can recognize and evolve with the moment. Tara knows that she can't be the same Tara from the 80s and 90s or that she was with that first Olympic, you know, women's basketball team that she is with her girls at Stanford. And so I don't think it's age specific. I think it's about reflecting on you as a coach and realizing that if your way is no longer the way and you still want to be successful, you've got to figure out how to approach it differently. Maybe Rick Pitino feels like he... He knows his team better than we do. Maybe he feels like this is a teachable moment, that this is how they'll rally, that they need to be called out. I'm not exactly sure. But I think that we all too often just say, oh, well, if you're old, then you, you just aren't of the way anymore. We need these young guys in here. We need the more relatable guys. I don't think that's necessarily true. There are plenty of, you know, septuagenarians and seasoned people who are still making an impact and being successful, but it's also because they have figured out yes. – each year, what it takes. And we saw a lot of that um, in reflecting upon Nick Saban's career. Correct. Just people saying, you'd be shocked at the idea that every year Nick Saban sort of would figure out what his people need and how he could approach it. And he changed and softened over the years in order to meet that moment. But you hit the, the nail on the head when you said the adaptability of yeah. these coaches to change their way. And some coaches maybe don't want to. I'm not saying Rick Pitino isn't, but I'm saying we probably see that in that era of coach more than the current? In this current era of sports, it's a little bit of sports, and it's also, of course, plenty of social media fodder. And when yes. we return on the L. Duncan show- Oh, we're getting into some drama. One messy relationship has Sticky sparked icky. a huge debate on social media, just about deeper meaning into your follower count. Can you, in fact, mess with a girl that you unfollow? Justin Fields, we're gonna answer that next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We back on the L. Duncan Show. Uh, likely you're seeing, as this NFL content continues in February, the biggest question of the NFL offseason. What will the Bears do with their quarterback, Justin Fields? It is a big question. They've sure. got the number one overall pick, Air Bear, and what they do with that pick is mm -hmm. really a domino effect for everybody else and who they could potentially earmark. And people, those Instagram slews, because they're on it. I mean, that's a full-time job. On it, we're like, yo, BT Dubs, Justin Fields unfollowed Chicago on he did Instagram. What? You guys, they're heading for a breakup. It's foreshadowing. And Justin Fields joined Amon Ra St. Brown's podcast. Of course. Finally. 
thank you. You've been asking for it. And was like, no, pump the brakes, homie. Chill. This is what he said. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like, why are you unfollowing the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG, don't mean you're not messing with them. That's true. Me? That's true. That's fact. Do you want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course, I want to stay. Um, I can't see myself playing in another place, but I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, you know, they're great mm -hmm. and the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. Okay, first of all, for those of you in the audio audience, mm -hmm. I have watched enough Maury and Jerry and all these people with so-called body language experts that say someone's lying when they look up in the air. He was not making eye contact. He looked Nothing. in the air the whole. Yeah. They're like, "You want to be a bear?" He's like, "Uh, yeah, mm, yeah. a bird. Mm -hmm, <laughs> sure, that's uh, yep, I he sure know, do." He didn't know the camera was right in front of his face because he was searching for it the entire time. Yeah, from what looked like quite a nice bungalow that I don't like imagine. I don't imagine it was in. Streets of Chicago right now in February. Okay, so, but he has sparked this debate on social media. Very strategic of him, though, to say I unfollow the Bears and, and the, NFL. the NFL. First of all, Justin, have you never heard of mute? Because you can mute people and not unfollow them at all, and then none of this happens. But is he right? Can you mess with a girl and not follow her on all of her social media channels? Something that I can't speak of experience from? Absolutely not. But I will say, one of my best friends right now is hanging out with a girl, and they don't follow each other on Instagram. Okay. It's chaotic behavior. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. No, why is it chaotic? Know. It's stupid. Well, no, but what I'm saying is Justin Fields might have a point. People are like, people are, might be like, what is he talking about? If you're messing with a, a, a person, of course you're going to be following, following them on socials, but I know somebody right now who doesn't. Yeah. And it, it's not weird to them. No. And I guess it's not it weird be. to Justin Fields. It Wait, we're, are we weird. saying the same yes, thing? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Saying, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I'm saying I, I think it's I don't think it means anything. Like to me, social media is for the people who are not actually intimately involved in your life. Social currency is like the some people would rather have social currency than actual currency these days. It weirds me out, Gary, when I see a married couple and they're like just all over each other's Instagram, like. Get it, girl. I'm like, you probably took that picture. I don't, yes. it's it's weird. You literally have a peek at my life because you have this life with me. So why on God's earth do we have to follow each other on social media? Okay. Maybe I'm a little triggered here, Gary. I understand this. I have a story. I, I can't wait. I saw this in the rundown and I was like, I'm going to shut up and buckle up for this story because it's good. Let me just give a people of a tease of what's to come. Elle shares a story about the time she went to HR for unfollowing someone on IG. And I since replied, L-O-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L-L. Well, thank you. You gave away the whole entire story. Well done. Tell the story. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those rare cases where you give the punchline and then you backtrack on the joke. Well done. So, yes, Gary. I get this call uh, at a place that I work. Mm -hmm. Come to HR. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where the building is. Okay. I have to search out this building. Of course I'm nervous. HR, I mean, Lord knows I cuss like a sailor. Yep. And I got a mouth on me and I was like, it's finally catching up to me. Someone reported me for my mouth or for the loud music that I play. And I get there and I get called in and it's very serious. And we sit down and they're like, um, do you know why you're here today? And I said, no, I don't. 
And, you know, everything's running through my mind. Like, oh, my God, I just bought this house. I'm going to lose my job. Like, what happened? It's like a nightmare. And they said, um, you're in here because one of your colleagues has accused you of unfollowing them on Instagram. And I, when I tell you, I burst out laughing. Like I said, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me stop. You're telling me I am here six hours after my show as a, at the time, 35-year-old woman to answer for why I unfollowed someone on Instagram? And the HR lady kind of smiles and she's like, uh, yeah. And I was like, and that's it? Come to find out this person was sort of um, using me unfollowing her on Instagram and some other people at this company that I worked at to basically say there was repeated, um, there was repeated examples of harassment that basically we were mean to this person because we were no longer following them on Instagram instead of what it actually was, which is that I was just really tired of seeing thirst traps and they just didn't make any sense to me and I didn't care. And so, yes. Yeah, so when I say social media has gotten out of control, I am coming from a place of got called to HR to answer for why I didn't follow someone on an Instagram anymore. True story. Yo, that's crazy. What was the, I'm not even going to call it fallout or repercussions, but what was the, what came of this? Oh, I laid the chopper. We just wanted to. I just start, I just started saying everything that I could think of about why I didn't like this person and why I should not have to ever follow someone that I don't like. It was absurd. It was absurd. And I'm doing it and I'm laughing because I'm like, you know, there's this huge weight off my shoulders. I mean, I'm literally thinking, okay, how am I going to get another job? And it quickly turned into just answer for why you're not following this girl. So I just, you know, I went in. And there was nothing that ever came of it again because it was all stupid. We're adults. Yeah. We are grown ah, people. Dude, we pay more. This person even older than me. Yep. Oh, my gosh. A completely unserious person. So there it is. So next time, if any of you guys out there are thinking about taking one of your coworkers to HR because they no longer want to follow you on X, don't. Do better. Get a life. Get a hobby. Get off the internet, dude. What the hell? We're going to go to break. I think. Yeah, we're going to get off this t- subject. That's so bad. Coming up, spring training is here, and we're going to tell you the most watched phalange in all of baseball. What? $10 word. Look it up. I'm coming back. And why I learned the hard way, you don't want to blend in around David Ortiz. If sports and Reddit had a baby, it'd be the L. Duncan Show. Hey-o. Find us every Monday and Thursday on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we're on ESPN2 every Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. A little buzzing about it. It's February, and that means one thing. Spring training Oh, come on. Us. Take me out to the Florida or Arizona. And here are some come of the biggest storylines, you know, L. Duncan storylines anyway. Um, MLB has some some questions when it comes to the quality that they're using of their uniforms Uh Uh as evident by some of these are ridiculous. They're literally see-through. It's literally, you can literally see uh, their pants tucked in. Cal Rowley's like, Hey, eyes up here, boys. Eyes up here. Shohei here. Oh, who it looked like he's wearing boy shorts. Yes. Also known as boxers. And the picture is suggesting like, Mm -hmm. Hey girl, let's take a little BP. 
I'll bring the bat and the balls. You ever seen Godzilla? Oh, you want to? I'm wondering if they're doing that on purpose. It's kind of like a wink and a nod, like, hey, ma'am. Just so that we just talk about the garb of Major League Baseball? Finally, men being objectified. It's what we're all here for. Yeah. I mentioned the most watched toe Yes. Uh, in all of baseball. Uh-huh. Aaron Judge's big toe is apparently more than a footnote. Oh. Pause for the dad joke. For the Yankees, yes. he says that the toe that he injured last year is going to require constant maintenance for the rest of his career. And I'm just hoping if we're going to be watching this toe this much, that it don't look like Shaq's. My favorite part of you having to read this is a little inside, um, a little, a little inside peek of what L hates. Okay. It's exposed feet. L, one of the funniest things she's ever said to me, we weren't working here. This was 10 years ago when we were at Nesson and she goes, if I see your feet, they better be headed one direction, and that direction was into the ocean. Into a body of water. <laughs> they better be walking I into a shower or into it. a body of water. Do not bring your toes around me. Don't be wearing the little flip-flops that no. got the little rubber piece that no. separates your big toe from the other four. No, the thong sandal. That thi- no. That gets you going. Unless there are toes underneath your sand, a man should not have his feet exposed to the world. I don't want to see them. I see these dudes walking around here at work. You're at work. No sandals, no nothing. I'm on no an nothing. elevator, and you're to- I can see your hairy toes. It's gross. It's disgusting. What? It's not fair that women can have their toes out, but men can't. Oh, well, yeah. welcome to a women's world. There's lots of things that aren't fair. Put your feet away. <laughs> it's so funny. And lastly, it's in our so funny. And lastly, in our uh, MLB mm-hmm. headlines. Yes. Um, the Cincinnati Reds used stuffed pigs. This is good. To practice automated runners. This is great. And I don't mean like stuffed pig like at a luau. I mean an actual. Like stuffed animal. Yeah, like no, for sure. Well, they heard Pablo Sandoval signed with the Giants, and they're like, "Hey, hey, we got him." Okay, we got- <laughs> you're mean. He's a panda, not a pig. <laughs> I'm just playing. Actually, he's looking. He's looking like a svelte. Is he king. looking svelte? Hasn't been in Major League Baseball since 2021. But this is good because you have to be able to hit a mobile target, and I think. Nobody's gonna give a, give give an award to baseball players being the most diced up, uh-huh. like a Julian Salad. Yeah. So this is like a pretty good body comp. I think it's like adorable too. Good Anytime you can get like animals involved, it's so cute. Apparently, there's a couple of softball teams that feel the exact same way because in D2 softball, Arkansas Tech, yep, that's right, and Central Missouri both have oh, emotional on. support coaches. That's awesome. Um, you're looking right now at a screen that has yep. like. Jordan Jones, head of this, and and then just like a bloodhound dog. Mr. Mr. Wilson. Wilson. Look at those ears. He keeps his ears and eyes to the streets and to the game. Big, big guy, big scouting guy. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, do they get paid? Like, is there somewhere, are they getting a 401k nine? <laughs> also, I'm wondering if you're the coach, like, that tried you. out to, like, get a, put, like, a coaching position. Yeah. And you're like, they gave it to a damn dog. Gave it to a freaking dog. Said you didn't have a budget. What am I? Nah, Mr. Wilson's there to just bring some positivity. Um, speaking of which, I think it is important to have emotional support. And I think, come here, Zeus. Zeus. We have an emotional Zeus-er. support dog here on the show as well. This is sweet, Zeus. He's such a good boy. For those of you that tuned in last week, Zeus continues to climb the ranks for the L. Duncan MVP. He, have it. he is a certified good boy. And f- well, I'm glad you said that, Gary, because yeah. um, 
I know for a long time you've been campaigning for one very specific thing on this show, but I just want you to know in the same way he has leaped over you in the yep. standings for MVP yep. of this show, Zeus is now on the show as well. And I want everybody to get a good peek at that. There we go. Nothing to see. Right? And there is the L. Duncan show with Zeus. And he's a good boy. Zeus, you made the graphic, buddy. Zeus, get out of here. You didn't even want Sick it, and you. you still got it. <laughs> You're a good boy. All right, coming up, Indomitian Sue finally targets a group of people who honestly Defensive. need some humbling. Thank you. And that is service people working for tips. <laughs> Gave it away. That was a hell of a tease. <laughs> it's coming up. All right, to close out the old Duncan show, Indomitian Sue, football player, noted. Millionaire. Just decided to go on an absolute diatribe about why in this country do we tip? He said he just spent some time abroad and they don't tip. And he went like 35 tweets in a row about where tipping started and the Europeans and the this and that and the which was basically just one long boorish attempt to say, I'm cheap and I'm sick of whoa, tipping. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I support Indomitian Sue in this. What? This is crazy, L. You know tipping culture in this country has gone absolutely off the rails. It's bananas. I am not taken away from any of the service industry workers. You and I have both spent time doing that exact profession. But it's out of control. I remember a time when the automatic answer, when they were like, the iPad just going to ask you a couple of questions, was 10, 15, and 20% maybe. Now, now, the boilerplate template is 18 20 and 25%. Oh, I've got I've tip gone to on one top of 30. That's crazy, L. That's crazy. You can't call me cheap because I still tip 20% restaurants and whatnot, but this has gotten out of hand. It makes the service industry worker feel awkward and also the recipient of the goods feel awkward when we're going in there for a good that costs six, seven dollars. And then all of a sudden we have to add another two fifty on top of that. This is crazy, L. It's not sustainable. Okay, first of all, you're a serial killer if you leave fifty cents, thirty five cents. Let me stop you there. If you don't leave whole round numbers as tip, you're insane. It is so weird and beyond weird when people are like, "Well, I want to round up on my credit card, so I'm going to leave this person two dollars and eighty three cents." That's fine. You're no. no, you suck. No. Second That's of fine. all. I will agree that there are times where tipping is incredibly confusing. Like if I just dropped off my stuff at the laundromat, like at the dry cleaners, I tip. Why would, why would I tip? Why is there a tip cup out front? Like, why would I, are you the one doing it? It's all very confusing. But this idea is at least in this country that we shouldn't tip, then stop paying these people $2 and 15 cents because in service industry, you can get away with that restaurants, not paying minimum wage because you say they exist off of tips. I went to Australia. It's not a tipping culture, okay? And so it, in their mind, they make enough money. You're inferring that they're poor if they need to work for tips. And so it doesn't, you don't have to leave tips there because they're paid well. So if you want to stop tipping, then pay people what they deserve and what they earn, and then we will stop tipping. I'm stopping tipping right now. Great. I, can't. Now, I went out to dinner the other night. I got a round of drinks. And it cost $62 for four drinks. Okay. What was the tip supposed to be on that? You leave, if it's a if it's a bar situation, typically it's $2 per drink. And it used to be $1 per drink. 
Inflation, Gary. I don't want to deal with it because our salaries aren't keeping up with inflation. I left $6. It was a 66 The idea that you just said salary is exactly why you have to tip. You 2% unrelatable. Do you see this? You're never getting your name on the graphic. This has been the L. Duncan Show. Damn it, Gary. If y'all want this tip, you're going to get this tip. (laughs) My salary precludes me from tipping. Shut up. Not in the 2%.